0: Welcome back, I'm Kim Bailey, she's Madonna Osborne and this is Inside Exec. Now we're having a dilemma about what we will describe as our topic today. So what we've written down is that when do you draw the line between the use of old processes and new ones, and we're trying to incorporate not just processes but methods or technologies. So yeah. bear in mind that this is about drawing the line between old and new, yes. for want of a better phraseology. And my start out example is with an organisation that I'm working with at the moment, who are geographically well and truly dispersed across New South Wales, the managing committee for that organisation, and have in the past relied on ringing one another on the phone, or having what turned out to be quite expensive face-to-face meetings by bringing everyone to the one place for a meeting, determining what progress and what processes and what methods they would use at those particular meetings. They were having them four times a year. So in between those meetings, there was a lot of uh, emails or a lot of phone calls that went around. Not everyone was privy to everyone else's experience, as happens in that sort of a process. And so what we introduced about over 12 months ago now was the use of some technology that is cloud-based that is basically a system of spreadsheets. It's called Airtable. For so those of you who haven't had exposure to it, there's a free version and there's paid versions. What it means is that everyone, the information can be set up on the Airtable, on the spreadsheet, and everyone can ha- be an editor. So everyone can add information or, ta- or adjust information and you, keep, you can see a history of what changes have been made so you know who's made the changes and what changes they made over a period of time. So that's been in place and it's been in place to organise activities that this group runs. It's been there for a membership uh, record because one of the things that they struggled with continuously was updating their membership lists because it had been done all sorts of different ways. Although people are expected to pay their membership at a certain date every year, they offer a special deal so that it extends the, me- the initial membership period, and so they were getting the members themselves were getting confused about when their membership was due, and there was no record really of when the next they didn't give an indication of the year of when the next membership was due for some people. All those sorts of things. But when spreadsheets and databases get handed around from person to person individually, and different machines and different versions of the software, all of those things that that the records get corrupted in one way or another. So we brought it all into this using this air table system, different tables for different activities. What has transpired now after 12 months is that probably half the group will use it and half are really hesitant about using it. We'll use it if I insist that they use it and they understand the reasons for it and they appreciate the reason is that at any time of the day or night, They can go on to the air table and they can see what stage a particular activity is at. So it's it's very powerful in terms of communicating to the whole group at the same time what is happening. But they're not comfortable with using the technology, worried in some cases that they'll make a mistake, that they'll break it in some way and it doesn't seem to matter how often I show them and tell them that they can't break it, that I can fix it if it looks like it's not working the way it should, that there isn't anything they can do that will destroy the system to the point that would take us back to what it was like five years ago. That works up to a point, but I'm now at the stage where I need to decide, is it time for me to draw the line in the sand and say we're not using... The phone calls we're not using the emails anymore we're going to use the air table and this is the way that you will communicate with one another so that everybody knows what everyone else is saying or doing
1: listening to, to this I believe you've done all the main things that one should do when they are looking so firstly you, you have a process that's been in place so an, and a method for a while it's been working not very well because the opportunity for error in it was very high. Handoff in the process was enormous and therefore it was bound to get corrupted. You involved people, you found a solution, an off the shelf technology solution that will work and make everybody's life easier you communicated, you trained, and the the benefits way outweigh the the negatives. In this case, it's just a matter of people's confidence and taking that. I think it is much more dangerous to keep both of them running because you're going to end up with more problems. I think the best way is to say this is your last opportunity to come on board yourselves but in a week's time, the other one is gone, yep. and this is what we've got. I think if you don't, um, you're gonna have more problems, and it's really more about once the people start using it, it's like with any change, but particularly with technology, they will see the benefits more by using it, not by sitting there being scared of it. I think that there's a reason why you went that way. It's because what was there is not working and causing a lot of trouble. So, yes, it gets to a point whether it's in this example. Or any other example we say we won't be doing this anymore it's got to be a firm line of saying not if you like or when you're ready it's now there is a change over. it's like with any business decision you come up with terms and conditions and and sometimes some of the old terms might be better and but as an organization you make a decision to go with new contract new terms and conditions new systems new methodology, whatever it is, and there will be a start date. You have to put that in place. One of the Mm. relevant
0: examples that we've went through here in New South Wales very recently is the change from plastic bag use in supermarkets. Oh, yes. (laughs) So let's look at the beginning of this year when it was first proposed that on the 1st of July... Supermarkets would not give away plastic bags. Well, well the two main super, uh, three main supermarkets, so let's say IGA, Woolworths and Coles. Aldi were not, using, never had used bags. And so there was a, a percentage mm-hmm. of the population who were used to taking their own bags or their own containers yeah. already. The change obviously was promoted on the basis of its environmental mm-hmm. values, mm-hmm. and the companies took great pride in promoting the fact that they were going to be environmentally aware and responsible and not have plastic bags. The advertising campaign intensified as the date got closer. What happened with one of those brands was that the outcry and the complaints from their customer base meant that they changed the date for implementation. They drifted. A little bit further whereas the other two didn't and interestingly because I've had experience with all of them I can say that with my local IGA that they started the local people local checkout chicks and boys started doing intense local education about the changeover about two weeks before because we were just used to going up to IGA and just picking up the whatever was the emergency supplies and they would start to say you know that we won't be able to give you a bag and, they, and that was about probably three weeks out, they'd say, you know, I'll put it in a bag today, but, you know, you, you won't get a bag in three weeks' time. And then in two weeks, two weeks before, they would say, do you want a bag or not? And the week before, they didn't even offer the bag, um, even though it was still in the period of time where they should have been giving the bags away. Their, their management decision for their, the staff there was that, don't offer the bag, we'll start draw the line and start start educating them that they're not going to get a bag unless they pay for it. At that point, Coles, completely different situation. They reacted to the customer base complaining about not getting their free bags, having to pay for their bags, and so they extended the period of time that the free bags were on offer before they started to charge for the bags. And I just think it's interesting that here are four very large global organizations not IEO so much Mm. but but big organizations for completely different approaches Mm. to the same issue one that just says you know you're not going to get them Mm. didn't stop people shopping at Aldi people don't people don't look at Aldi and say I'm not going there because you don't get a bag
1: yeah
0: they'll say lots of other things about Aldi I'm I'm an Aldi fan so I'm not going to say them but it it doesn't stop them it's just one activity in a range of things that happens in a supermarket. For those of you who do stand in the supermarket line, how often have you heard someone say, if you're in New South Wales, oh, I've got 100 bags in the car, i just got to bring them out? <laughs> now, why does an organisation and why does the environment have to suffer because this person individually can't be responsible enough to remember?
1: And I think in a, in a corporate sense, you have to show leadership by taking a decision and sticking by it. You can reverse it. We mm-hmm. often say we're going to open an office here and an office there. We trial it we've done our homework and it worked, but then the point changed and or the environment changed or the situation changed and we have to move. That's fine, I respect that. But I think once you decide, it's a bit like doing a survey and then saying, oh, well, but 20% said they don't like this, so I'll shave that off. 20% said oh, you'll end up with nothing or you end up with a worse situation. So you've got to show leadership And if you're doing it for the right reasons, then you stick by it and you put an end date to the old and start date for the new.
0: For me, the summary is that, yes, you have to draw a line. You have to say this is the end date. But in choosing the end date, you have to be sure that you've provided all of the opportunities for learning that can take over the new process and that people understand that even if the new process doesn't work, it's not the end of the road and it doesn't mean if the new process doesn't work long-term, that we're going back to the old one. We're just going on to a different one.
1: So we go back to continuous improvement, yes. which is really what it's, you know, you, you go to better, not worse. All the same, yes. So, yeah.
0: All right, so there we go. You do have to draw the line, and you do have to ensure that the processes, whatever you're using, are continually reviewed. I'm Kim Bailey, She's Fulana Osborne, and this is Inside Execution.